Hello, folks. This is Larry Schaefer with Living Scripture Daily. Thank you for joining me today on my journey of discovery of God's amazing Word. We continue in the small, tiny book of Philemon, which is packed with lots of devotional insight for us. Today titled this Mercy and Grace. Have you ever thought about the difference between mercy and grace? Now here's another opening question. Has someone ever asked your forgiveness and you just didn't feel like giving it? Yes, that can be a little bit awkward, isn't it? Can you think of a time when you ran into someone in a public place that you hadn't seen in a long time? Sometimes you embrace them and other times, well, just because of the nature of your past relationship, you want to avoid them. Well, Philemon woke up one morning expecting another typical day. However, the events were anything but ordinary. Onesimus, the man who stole from him and betrayed him, was sitting in front of him. What should Philemon do? Well, Paul writes in uh, the book of Philemon, for perhaps he, Onesimus, for perhaps he was for this reason separated from you for a while, that you would have him back forever, no longer as a slave, but more than a slave, a beloved brother, especially to me, but how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord. If then you regard me as a partner, Paul continues, accept him, accept Onesimus as you would me. But if he has wronged you in any way or owes you anything, charge that to my account. I, Paul, am writing this with my own hand. I will repay it, not to mention to you that you owe me your very own life as well. Well, what does mercy mean? Mercy is to withhold punishment that is deserved. To withhold punishment that is deserved. And then what is grace? Grace is to give gifts that aren't deserved. So we have both aspects, to withhold what's deserved and to give what isn't deserved. Well, Onesimus is sitting in front of Philemon asking for forgiveness. What should Philemon do? Well, perhaps Philemon's mind went back to a parable that Jesus taught. We know it as the parable of the prodigal son. Once the prodigal had squandered a sizable portion of his father's wealth, he realized that he was destitute and starving. He goes back to his father hoping for simple forgiveness and the chance to simply work off some of his massive debt as a hired hand. This act of forgiveness by the father would exhibit a tremendous amount of effort, uh, a tremendous effort of mercy toward the foolish and rebellious son. As the prodigal approached his father's home from a distance, the father saw him and ran toward him. He smothered his son and kissed him repeatedly. The son tried to give the speech that he had rehearsed, but was only able to get out, I have sinned and am not worthy to be your son. But before the son could spit out his proposal of being a hired hand, the father shouted to his servants, quickly bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fattened calf, kill it and let us eat and celebrate. Folks, this is the nature of God's forgiveness. It involves both mercy and grace. With simple repentance, God forgives the past, he forgives the present, he forgives what is coming in the future. He forgives with reckless abandon. It's the essence of what he longs to do. 
But he doesn't just stop at mercy and forgiveness. He adds a huge amount of grace. So he not only forgives, but he restores and he rewards as well. Remember, mercy is to withhold punishment that is deserved. Grace is to give gifts that aren't deserved. You know, it really makes no sense what the father did to the prodigal son. I'm sure that the father's neighbors, friends, and even his servants and everyone else thought he was crazy. The other son only said what the others were thinking. But to the second son, it was personal. Why should his brother get all the attention when he actually deserves to be kicked out for good? It isn't fair. Well, people should receive what they deserve. That's true. Justice should be rendered. And the level of sin and betrayal should always be paid back accordingly. The second son was very bitter that his father forgave his good-for-nothing brother of everything. Forgive, restore, and reward. That's what God does. Well, we all appreciate being forgiven, but we don't always like it when others are forgiven and able to skirt their just due. But the nature of God is to forgive, and not only forgive, but to restore and to reward. So it makes sense for Paul to close out this letter to Philemon by saying, having confidence in your obedience, I write to you since I know that you will do even more than what I say. Paul was confident that Philippians had the gift of God within him, the gift to not only forgive, but to restore and to reward. Will Philemon be like Jesus and forgive, restore, and even reward Onesimus? Lord, you have given us a gift, the capacity to forgive. It's a gift in that it allows us to be free of revenge, resentment, and bitterness. These are emotions that cripple us physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Help us to embrace this gift to forgive. You've given it to us, and may we be free to forgive always. Amen. Amen.